So now we are in wisdom. So wisdom from above, uh, worldly wisdom versus false wisdom, or worldly wisdom versus godly wisdom. Um, so we're going to be in James 3. If you yeah, have a device or Bible open to James 3, 13 through 18 is where we're going to be. I'll kind of be jumping around with some other verses. Um, we'll kind of have them up on the screen. But um, So to open, um, I'll go ahead and say a quick prayer here before we before we get started. So, Father God, we thank you for this time uh, this evening that we can open your word. God, that we can um, just e- immerse ourselves in your word and, and be together as a community. And uh, Lord, help us to um, just lean on you, to trust in you as we go throughout our days. Um, God, we just want to seek uh, godly wisdom from your word and not worldly wisdom, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So, <clears throat> I'm going to start out by... Um, given the English definition for wisdom. Uh, Wisdom, the ability to apply knowledge or exercise or understand or have a common sense and insight. So based on that, would you guys think that you have a good grasp of wisdom? Would you say you exercise wisdom pretty good by just having, just you think you have good knowledge of things, um, a good handle on things based on what you... Um, the sources you seek for wisdom, whether it's friends or books or, I don't know, well, parents too. Do you guys feel like you have a good grasp of wisdom? <coughs> Depends on the subject, but it's pretty broad. Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about spiritual wisdom, um, having spiritual wisdom. So, there are a lot of ways that you can find um, wisdom and gain access to wisdom. The tricky part and the question you kind of have to ask yourself is where are you seeking um, and where are you looking for wisdom? Um, What sources are you looking to um, in order for uh, to treat others in the way they should be treated, in order to make decisions, um, to allow yourself to to live a more fruitful life, and also, most importantly, um, how to uh, honor God. So when you look at this and you look kind of at your life and where you're, where you're going, you have two sources of wisdom, really. There's false wisdom and there's true wisdom. There's wisdom of the world. There's wisdom from God. Wisdom from the created and wisdom, uh, wisdom from the creator. So now we as fallen sinful humans... We want to be in control, right? Do you guys want to be in control of your actions? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Why do, you, why do you say that? Why do you think so? Why would you want to be in control of your actions or desires? Good cue. Um, because uh, we're selfish, right? We're selfish human beings. We want our selfish wants and needs, our needs, quotes. Uh, we want to be in the driver's seat um, as, fallen human be- as fallen humans. And Satan, our enemy, clouds our perception of wisdom. We think that our selfish ambition and desire is the source of true wisdom. And we become deceived by our own deception in seeking worldly wisdom. Uh, Colossians 3, 5 through 10 says to put to death 
Therefore, whatever is earthly in you, sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry, <clears throat> on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked, you were living in them. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self and its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the, after the image of its creator. So that last, that last part, though, being renewed in the knowledge after its, after its image and creator. So the main point is our knowledge and wisdom should come from God as creator who holds all authority, um, who's the creator of all things because he is the true source and the standard of wisdom and truth. Uh, Colossians 3, 2 through 4 says, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you also will appear with him in glory. So set your minds on things above, not on the things of this earth. goes on to say in Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing, which is warn or counsel, one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And then finally, Colossians. Colossians has just been a great book for me as I've grown. Um, I often read it and just think back of, kind of where am I looking to the things of this world or am I looking to the things above? So um, Colossians 1.28 says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember the first session of James when John opened up, he talked in the, in the, the very first lesson about maturity in Christ. And we grow in our maturity by growing in our wisdom, which the Holy Spirit gives generously when asked and sought out in faith. Um, and that's referring back to James 1, 5 through 6, where it says, Any of you who lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously with all, without uh, criticism or repro reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So just kind of a quick introduction to what we're kind of where we're kind of going, where we're kind of steering the ship. Um, you know, we got worldly wisdom that feeds our selfish desires and our in our sinful nature, and we got wisdom from above that's true wisdom, rooted in in God's word. So we're going to get into the main text of scripture here, and then we'll kind of go back through and kind of break them down. <clears throat> James three thirteen through eighteen. Um, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So 
All right, verse 13, it says, By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Meekness meaning a sign of gentle, uh, a humble spirit. So by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So much like in three weeks ago, um, when Mike was talking, uh, in chapter 2, spurs on believers to demonstrate their faith and their works and how they complement each other. You know, we're saved by a faith that's al- by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone, because we have works that to to express that sh- that faith. You know, faith is not a profession, but a possession of that, and our works um, show that. So, so this uh, he uh, James also calls for the demonstration of wisdom by godly living. To be wise is to know and understand godliness, which is seen through the fruits of the spirit. Love. Does it? Can anybody know? Or does anybody know the fruits of the Spirit? There's nine of them. Can you rattle them off? Julia's counting. There's, yeah, joy. Okay. Yep. Close. Gen- gentleness, we'll count it. <laughs> me, 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 me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Forbearance. Forbearance? Patience. Yeah. Patience. Hey, I only, yeah. Patience. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you can't have one without, you can't have godliness and you can't have visible healthy fruit. Okay, so if you say you have godliness but you're not expressing love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control you don't really have godliness okay they work together much like faith and works do so um so that's kind of where we where we start verses 14 and 16 um get into kind of false wisdom and where it's rooted so but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast and be false to the truth this is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly and spiritual and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. So, false wisdom, false to the truth, right? How do we spot false wisdom? How do you think you guys can spot false wisdom? If you're out and about, you're hearing things, you're seeing things on Facebook, which don't go to that for for wisdom, but how would you spot false wisdom? Hmm? What'd you say? Evidence? Evidence? Okay. Evidence as far as where's it rooted, I guess. Rooted in the things of this world. It's earthly, right? Because it said in earlier in the verse that wisdom that comes down, that is not from wisdom, it comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So, yes, I mean, we can spot false wisdom by evidence, but we can, but where it's rooted and it's coming from the world, then we need to have some flags raised. Um, so, we are only concerned with what gratifies and satisfies us today, right? We, we want to live for the moment, live for the here and the now. We don't really see any governance um, of God in our lives. Governance meaning like an overseer. We want to be the overseer of our own lives, right? 
So we kind of throw caution to the wind and we kind of want to just live our own way. Um, we want to serve ourselves and we want to answer the question of what makes us happy. But do you guys know what really makes you happy? We may think we may know what makes us happy. But so what kind of things in this life do you think would make you happy? Or are you told that make that will make you happy? A sweet girl, a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Cuddle up next to you and Mm-hmm. Promise you yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Laughter. Laughter. <laughs> New car, new car. You guys probably haven't had the privilege of buying a new car yet. But if your parents, she might, yeah, she might. Yeah, you might be able to experience that pretty soon. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in this life that may give you that 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 satisfaction and that immediate gratification new car i remember my parents buying a new car and the smell of a new car is just one that's like oh this is so nice it is yeah much like uh now that we're kind of an older generation we you know um married we have house we do remodeling nice new carpet we redid our basement a couple years ago um the new carpet smell oh so nice but it doesn't stay like that very long Rolling around. <sighs> yeah, that was nice. <laughs> so we got cars. Um, how about money? Does the world say money will make us happy? If you win the lottery, for sure, right? If you win the lottery, it'll make you happy. Do you know most people go bankrupt after winning the lottery? <laughs> they spend all their money. But jobs, homes. Um, got to earn that six-figure salary. Got to have six-pack abs, your bodies, okay? There's so many things that, you know, the latest fad diets, you know, it's making you happy, making, making you feel good until you get off of that diet and you, you know, gain all your weight back. And then, <laughs> so there's so many things that are, that are told that will make you happy, but it's not lasting, Right? None of that really lasts. I Maybe mean, for a moment, but it's not lasting. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 getting up there. So if you put your security in that, how fleeting can that be? Knowing that it's you know, it's for the moment, it's not gonna last. So do you guys ever think why do your own efforts leave us still wanting more or leave you still wanting more? If you think you know what's best and you want to follow your own desires and you see no governance of God in your life, but yet you still are left wanting more, doesn't that kind of seem kind of contradictory where you think that you're happy but yet you're still wanting more and more? You're just chasing your tail. Um, it's because that you're, those those um, desires are driven in a, in a selfish nature and in a, in a flesh that's rooted um, 
in a, in a, that's tainted by sin. So they're lies. Verse, thir- verse 15 says they're demonic. Um, Satan is known as the great deceiver. And he wants nothing more than to lead you down a path of destruction. Okay? To give, give you false detours off of God's trail of wisdom and truth. Matthew seven thirteen says, and this is, this is Jesus talking, um, enter by the narrow gate, for the narrow gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So it talks about the wide gates. Um, there's wide gates seen all over the world today, wide gates. Um, there's books that are flying off the shelves that are New York Times best-selling books that claim to be Christian books, but yet they have no biblical credibility. But people love them because it's telling them what they want to hear, and it's claiming to be Christian, but it's, there's, no, there's no biblical substance to them. Um, the latest self-help craze that, may, that tells you that you have the power within yourself to accomplish things, that you have no weakness, but yet we're spiritually dead in need of a Savior. Or there's churches all over the country that are just um, blowing up f- with, 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 new coming, with new members uh, because they're, those churches are telling you what you want to hear. They're telling you a false gospel. They're, co- they're, they're giving you a prosperity gospel of health, wealth, and happiness. And um, in James 1, 2, it says to count all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Our faith is refined by the trials in our life. So those are just false pictures that you're given. We'll have prosperity, but it will be in eternity. It will be in heaven, not here on, on earth. So we're led down these, these, these wide gates that seem, oh, these are so nice. Um, because it's, it's a tickling to the ear, Scripture says. And, and there's a reason there's wide gates because it says in verse 13 of, the, of Matthew that many will follow. So they aren't saying that the path, um, they aren't staying on the path that the Bible teaches and warns against. Um, Pastor Dave uh, says something um, that I remember him uh, uh, speaking of, to be a salmon, to swim upstream. Um, For those that didn't know that, there's your fun fact too, salmon swim upstream against the current. And we need to be salmon and swim upstream in the current of life, to go against the grain to be weird and be willing to be weird for God because we are going to seem different and we're, and we're called to be different from the world. Um, how many of you like to go hiking in the woods to be outside, be in, be in nature? Pretty much everybody, myself too. So this goes back probably to uh, 2003, 2004 when I uh, met my wife. We were dating, and um, we, it, was a, it was an autumn day, fall day, so the leaves were on the ground, and we wanted to go hiking. And so we decided we were going to go up to Starve Rock. Have you, has anybody been up to Starve Rock on the trails? No? Okay, a couple people. So got a lot of nice trails um, up there. They're carved out. They're cut out. Um, just really pretty up there. So we're walking along, just holding each other's hands, you know, those, uh, you know, trying to impress her and all that. Um, but having fun, enjoying each other's company. 
um, and all of a sudden she yells and points at something, and what she's about to say is something that she knows that I do not like at all and I can't stand. <clears throat> she yells and points, snake. And, um, <laughs> I, I am terrified of snakes. I don't care if it's a little garter snake or anything. I, do, I just don't like them. And so as soon as she says that and points and yells, and I mean, she's like pointing like right here, and there's leaves on the ground, so it's very possible, you know, we just didn't see it. Well, me being the boyfriend and, you know, wanting to, you know, try and protect her, and, you know, I did it just like everybody, just like every other guy would. I push her towards a snake, and I'm <laughs> out of here. And... Well, come to find out, she's laughing because there was no snake. She was, all, she was joking the whole time, but I was gone. She said snake. I might just reflex as I push her towards a snake, and I'm out there. So, but that's something we still laugh about today. But um, so when you are hiking out in the woods, um, what's a good idea to do besides watch out for snakes? Uh, especially if it's an area you don't know. Stay on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> Stay on the trail. Yep. There are trails that are cut out for our guidance and protection, right? For our safety. Um, so has anyone ever hiked and thought, yeah, I think I know a shortcut. I'm going to go around the nicely cut trail and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go my own way. Have you guys gotten lost by doing that? Okay, Duke, you're not, you're not helping my analogy. Um, so if we, a lot of times we get off that trail and we think we know what's best, we may get lost. When we get off those paths by our, uh, by our mindset of, you know, we think we know what's best for us, what's easier, uh, what's right and good in our own eyes, we get lost. We could get hurt, Okay. We could even get tempted by the things along, those, along that shortcut that draws us deeper in to the woods or deeper into, into sin, okay? If you're on that, on that path and you're like, oh, that looks good over there. Yeah, let's go over there. Well, you're just getting further and further away, and it's like that, you know, spiritually too. <clears throat> um, God's Word is our path, not the world of God. We can exercise godly wisdom when we are obedient and aware of our need and growth to God's word for Jesus, um, for the reminder of the gospel in our life. Scripture says that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour and destroy, which can happen when we get off those paths. When we get off um, those paths that, that, you know, that God has sown for us you know, through his word and we, and we kind of go our own way, you know, Satan's ready to pounce, and he's good at it, too. Um, I want you to think of something. God, who created the heavens and the earth, sought it wise to make him the only end of all pursuits. Okay? God, who created the heavens and the earth, sought it wise to make him the only end of all pursuit. That should be pretty freeing. Okay? Instead of chasing things time and time again, we put way too much pressure on ourselves when we only ask the if I statements. If I seek this, 
it will make me feel better. If I could only do this, it would make me more successful. We're, we're constantly, we, we make things about us. And the more we make things about us, the more miserable our life will be. And you can see that through the effects of the, in this world. You know, we bully others to make much of ourselves, which leads to having no friends. We are cheating in life to climb the, the ladder of success in our job. may lead us to get us fired. Um, we have affairs um, that lead to divorce. We have substance abuse with drugs and alcohol that tears apart relationships. There's effects to these decisions and to these decisions that are grounded and rooted in, in worldly, worldly wisdom or worldly, um, uh, worldly advice. So where are you being selfish in your desires? Think about that for a second. Is there something that you are being selfish in in your desires? I know for me, um, it's being comfortable. Comfortable with things, because um, I like, you know, who doesn't want to be comfortable? You know, um, and when things don't go your way or are an inconvenience, um, that, t get, that gets you out of that, that comfort zone, you know, I don't like that. And it can be hard. And that, and that, that comfortable feeling can, can be uh, an idol, really. Um, just like a lot of other things. So, <clears throat> if you have, you know, examine your, examine your life, examine your day. Where are you being selfish in your desires? Um, what is your motive for doing things? You know, what are you doing about it? Um, getting out and, and right now, spiritually, you know, doing this. I was not comfortable doing this, you know, when I first started last fall. And I was talking to John, and he was talking about teaching. And, you know, because it's out of my comfort zone. But it has really helped. And, you know, I've done other things kind of like this, but it's, it's all good because it, it grows you in that and, and spiritually. So up to now, we've talked about false wisdom and the effects of false wisdom. So... We're going to get into verse 17 where it talks about true wisdom and where it's found. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So true wisdom is rooted in eternity. Knowing there's a day when we will stand before God to give an account. Romans uh, 14, 10 through 12. We have a reverent fear, which is a, a feeling of awe or a profound uh, respect for God. Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning in, of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We have a reverence for, we have a reverent for, reverence for God because He is the creator of all things. God designed the world in a, to work in a certain way. God is for God. God is the point, not us. Okay, our hearts want to be the point, and the world feeds us in that type of thinking, thinking there's no hardship, there's no pain, there's no suffering, no trials. And when those things happen, we tend to ask, hmm, you know, where's God in this? I, this shouldn't happen to me. 
I shouldn't have to go through this. I don't deserve this. See, God is for God, and we can read about it in Psalms 23. Um, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is a great psalm and, a, and one that's probably one of the most quoted um, scriptures. Um, psalm 23 glorifies God in his shepherding and his provision towards us. Verse 3 says, um, He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake, not for ours. For his name's sake. God is what he wants to exalt himself. So, think about this for a second. <clears throat> God doesn't exist to make us happy, right? Would you guys agree with that statement? God doesn't, God doesn't exist to make us happy, to make sure we're all comfortable and we all have these great, prosper lives here on earth. If God made us the uppermost, he would be an idolater himself, would he not? If he, if he made us the uppermost, may, and then we, he would make himself an idolater, and that goes against his nature. Look at back at Genesis 3, leading up to chapter 3. God had created everything. Okay? God said in chapter 2, verses 15 and 17, that Adam and Eve should not eat of the tree of knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for if they did, he, they would surely die. And we know, what, we know what happens. Genesis 3, 4 through 17 says, But the serpent, serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, okay, listen to this. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewn fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So a delight to the eyes and she saw that it was to be desired to make one wise. So she took it upon herself to go against God's governance, go against what he was talking about. You know, don't, you can eat of all these trees, but not that one. Well, she thought different. She thought she was going to be the master of her own self and wanted to obey her own desire. And where did that leave them? That, le that led to the fall of man. And we've been suffering that from ever since. <clears throat> so as creator and designer of the world, his commands about how to navigate the world go before our ways. Okay. Proverbs 8, 6 through 14 says, Godly wisdom is better than jewels. Godly knowledge is better than choice gold. 
And the world would definitely argue against that probably, you know, to seek up, you know, all this other stuff that's more valuable than godly wisdom. Godly wisdom, you know, go find what's best for yourself. You know, do what makes you feel good. You know, just like Eve, do what is desired in your own eyes. So as we read on in verse 17, it gives a description of what godly wisdom looks like. It reveals itself as pure referring to spiritual integrity. Um, Wisdom reflects the purity of God himself since it's linked to godliness, you know, kind of what we were talking about before, godliness and, you know, healthy fruit. is seen as being peaceable, peace-promoting, authentic peace, free of an argumentative attitude. It's seen as being gentle, thoughtful, respectful, to others while and, and having patient humility. Uh, it says in verse 17, it should be open to reason, someone who is teachable, willing to listen and obey others. That can be hard. Being open, you know, sometimes godly wisdom is is seeking the advice of 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 godly men or, or, or godly women in your life that have been through down those paths, that have taken those shortcuts and found it does not work out. And um, to be open to reason, to be open to be teachable. You know, our selfish hearts do not want to be taught against what's going against our our desires. Uh, Full of mercy, showing concern and compassion for those who suffer for uh, pain and hardship. Able to forgive quickly. And then finally, good fruits. Um to be full of, it says in verse 17, you know, good fruits, fruits of the Spirit, like we mentioned earlier, and also to be impartial and sincere, to be fair without deception, deceit, or fraud, not a feeling, a selfish gain. So, I mean, we can only have these descriptions of, of godly wisdom as we see only by the power of the Holy Spirit that works in and through us. Um... As we go on, verse 18, it says, A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Um, We live in a farming community, right? There's not too many mountains around here, not too many bodies of water. If they are, they're dirty and muddy and gross, like the Illinois River. Um, Full of uh, uh, Asian carp, yeah. Um, I grew up on a farm. we, let's see, we got out of farming when I was in my early 20s, um, but grew up on the farm. It was a great way to, to grow up, um, have a lot of fond memories of, of going to the elevator, riding with my grandma. Um, then as I got older and got my license, I was the one driving the grain truck, um, combining. Um, I just love fall and still to, till to this day, this is my favorite season. So I love the, um, the language James uses here about a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Um, so farmers plant in the spring with the hopes of having a bountiful crop, right, in the fall. And um, the fruit harvested by the planting of wisdom will produce a bountiful crop of righteousness. This planting is only done by God through His transforming work in the Spirit. 
So these are these good works are a result from a, a result of salvation. It talks about being sown in peace. Spiritual peace is a sign of a new regenerated believer, a new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. A lot of times, um, have you when you guys go out and you're just talking to people, do you guys see one of the f- peace being a fruit in, in people that you come across that are believers? They just have a peace about them. Not to say they may not get kind of worked up in that, but they just have a peace knowing that, hey, God's in control. Things are going to work out. I'm, I'm following God's ways, his paths. I know it's hard. I'm going through trials right now, but I know God's, God's working for me and, and, and he's helping me. You can see that in mature believers. And, and we can still grow in that. I, I, gr- I still need growth in that. Um, so as we conclude, um, I just want, you know, to be on guard with our tendency to lean towards, you know, our own selfish ambitions, um, to put to death when those creep in and when they do creep in to repent of them, you know, to repent of, of that selfish, that selfish desire and to lean in towards God. We need to pray for godly wisdom and, and know who he'll give generously. Taking rest, knowing where true wisdom comes from and that it's, that's, that's a good thing to desire is, is wisdom. Um, I heard an analogy one time um, that for God's creative purpose says in his purpose, if I'm sorry, if his purpose is rejected or ignored, life will never be what it is meant to be. So I want you to think of this here of a light bulb. Light bulbs have little grooves on it that fits, they screw perfectly into the housing of a lamp, okay? So apart from the Creator's purpose, we are like a light bulb lying in a meaningless, useless state. And we need to fit into the Creator's original design. So the light bulb fitting into the grooves of the lamp, right? So we need to fit into the Creator's original design perfectly plugging into the power source which the power source is a relationship with him right if our lives are to be what they are meant to be so when you think of that analogy when plugged into a relationship with christ we're like the light bulb and when you're plugged in what does the light do when it's plugged in projects light right what do believers do when they're plugged into christ and they're plugged into god's word and you're seeking his, his will for your life, you're plugged into that power source, what is that projecting for others to see? The light of Christ. Otherwise, if we reject his purposes, reject and ignore that, and, and go for our own selfish desires, we're just like that light bulb, not even in the housing, not even plugged in, we're just lying useless, dim, dark, in that meaningless, useless state. Okay? Um, so ask yourself are we plugged in to a relationship with Christ and if we are are we continually seeking to grow in godly wisdom versus worldly wisdom so um, that's actually all I really have um, do you guys have any questions or about anything 
what's the toughest thing as a high school student to um, kind of steer yourself in the way of um, on onto God's path? Is it um, social media? Is it I guess the greatest temptation to lead you off of that of that path? As you go out throughout throughout your day, mm-hmm. kind of one of those kids who say, "I know a lot." <laughs> Yeah. What do you end up doing then? Um, sometimes I just say I have other things going on. I don't want to talk about I tell you that that's good because and I I'm encouraged by that because I know when I was your age I would have I was not I was not that type. I oh yeah okay we'll go uh, let's do do that. Um. So I'm really encouraged that, you know, you're listening to that conviction, you know, that, hey, I know that that is not the path that, that is leading down where I want to go. You know, that's that's going to those wide gated areas where um, I know it's going to be, could be dangerous and, and probably will be dangerous, you know, if you can continue to pursue that. But that can be tough, you know, peer pressure. Yeah, peer pressure is really hard. If you don't, you know, give into that, then, um, hey, you're seen as, you know, unpopular or um, just, you know, yeah, not cool. And that's when it that's when it can get hard. And that's when, you know, we are called to live differently and and, be, and realize that, hey, you know, if, if your friends don't love you for who you are, and then, yeah, are we questioning our friends and in the motives of, of them? At you as you as their friend, but yeah, thanks for sharing. Any, anybody got anything else? Yeah, it's getting oh, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That that can be that's real hard. And yeah, you will go through times like that and you know, um I've been a believer f- since 2004. Um but yeah, you go through seasons and you go through times where it's like, oh, I just I just I'm not on fire as I as I once was or I'm, you know, I'm just not feeling it. You know, I got other things 
I want to do. You know, I, I wake up and, you know, maybe checking sports scores or checking news articles on something else versus am I going to God's word to start my day? Am I, um, you know, wh- where am I, where's my power source? Is my power source in something other than God's word? Um, but yeah, no, I can, I can totally relate to that too. It's, it can be hard. It, it's something you need to be on guard with and, and check yourself. So, yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Like where in your hierarchy of this is why I like doing this is why I like where does that get pushed to? Um, and you know if you if you come back with the argument of well I go here I go to FCA every week aren't I fine? That's like the wrong thought to have. I, I think. Yeah. You know it, it's not a it's not a checkbox. You know that I did my Jesus for this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually spoke on this with FCA a few weeks ago, just saying like, I, I, and this is more for the really active people, saying, you know, I'm so tired all the time, I'm so busy, and then it's like, okay, well, what does your rest look like? Well, if your rest looks like you consuming, endlessly scrolling on your mm-hmm. phone, that's not rest. That's yeah. consuming all the other stuff that comes with what you get connected to or, or what mm-hmm. you're choosing to consume, be it good or bad. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, that's a good point because that rest, you may find it rest, but you, that may be something where you're off off of that path and while you're off that path, you say, oh, that looks, oh, Facebook, oh, I wonder what she said and it's getting you further off that path and then before you know it, you're just, you're way off of, off track. But, mm-hmm, that's good. But, if anybody doesn't have anything else, I can go ahead and close this in prayer. Um, anybody got anything they want to specifically want to pray about that I can lift up? A <laughs> <laughs> <The> car. <laughs> hey, at least, at least you're all right, right? Yeah, that's good. That's what you got insurance for. All right, well, let's go ahead and pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time tonight, Lord, where we can seek your word, um, God, the true source of wisdom, and, and God, we th- seek the things above. God, we thank you that you are all-knowing, all-powerful, God, ever-present. God, that you are worth our time. Lord, you are worth so much more than just a check mark on a box. God, that you are, um, God, you are worthy of our time. Help us to trust in you. Lord, I pray that you just guard us against the enemy who can lead us down these paths um, that are off of the off of God's path, Lord, these false paths. 
Um, help us, God, to look to you um, for wisdom, to ask for wisdom. God, as, as a high school student, Lord, that, is, that can be hard. And I just pray that these students um, will humble themselves and ask for help um, to have community with, with other believers, Lord, and to, um, Lord, live as salmon and, and to swim upstream in the, in the current of life. And I just um, pray that you give them courage, Lord, and uh, just um, thank you for the work that you do in and through your um, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for Jesus dying for our sins, God, and we just uh, lift all these things up to you in Jesus' name, amen.